Oh great, another Snideful production. So welcome everybody to oh. tonight's episode of the Snideful podcast. Yeah, welcome to Snideful. I'm Todd. I'm Tucker. And trauma work is a bitch, isn't it? Yeah, I just I just wanted to share that. <laughs> yeah, been... it's uh, traumatizing. I'm sure you wind up taking on all that trauma yourself. Yeah, vicarious trauma. Yeah, trauma by proxy. <laughs> What is I feel like what Munchausen by proxy is when you start taking on symptoms because someone told you that you have them and you believe they have them. Am I correct? No, no. Munchausen How by proxy work? is actually far more insidious. That's when you that's when you deliberately make somebody else sick. Oh, right. OK, because Munchausen is when you make yourself sick or pretend to be sick so that you can bask in the attention. Munchausen right. by proxy is when you make somebody else sick and then bask in that. Okay. Bask okay, in their okay. attention. And it's it often seems to be a parent making a child sick, so it's just intensely well, actually, bad. I, d- I dealt with a case where the, the agency that I worked for that provided in-home disability support uh, in, in 30 years had never uh, abandoned, like quit a client, like re- rejected service. You can't be a client anymore. But yep. uh, on a team that I was working on in the first couple weeks of me getting signed on, they quit that client because of uh, uh, the abuse that the, the parents were inflicting on their 45 year old son. Rough, rough stuff. And then and then we're becoming physically aggressive with, with staff as well was why they ultimately pulled the plug on it. Uh, which is kind of funny. Yeah, that's when you call specialists. Oh, specialists were involved for multiple years. Then you call the specialists. You invest- investigations, yeah. Yeah, you call in like the the SWAT team that deals with that kind of thing. On that sour note. On that sour note, I think I might have a premise. A new one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the uh, oh, that is like why the- I brought a bunch of them by proxy. I wanted a premise. Yeah, like a like the idea of like an actual. A uh, SWAT team type of just like a level higher than the highest level of interventionary specialists you've ever heard of. For what purpose? Like when they, when something is bad enough that counselors, therapists, they can't deal with, they call in these guys, they show up in a Black Hawk helicopter, rappel out of it, and smash through the roof. <laughs> We're here to help you. Oh, aggressively help? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's very Team America. It's it, it's definitely not the actual correct way to deal with any kind of situation. But are they a like, subsidiary of anti-imperialism? Oh, I don't see why not. That sounds like it'd be right up their alley. It's probably like a PMC that's rebranded as like a psychiatrist, super psychiatrist cell. <laughs> Something like that. So they're just like militant. It's kind of it's kind of like super nanny. The pit, these are the people you call in for the real trouble. Super and like nanny. A, yeah, Super Nanny is the lady you call when your kid is totally out of control and other professionals are at their wits end. Oh, was that that Joe? What's her, she's the timeout lady? I, I have no idea, but she's basically the dog whisperer for kids. 
It was a TV yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's the woman who came up with timeouts, like the timeout stool or whatever. Is she? She popularized that, or popularized that, didn't come up with it, but yeah, spread it through the zeitgeist. Oh, well, I remember getting the timeout many times. I never really improved my attitude, just gave me time to come up with more yeah, cunning strategies. True. You know what? Timeouts had different versions. Timeouts go all the way back to the dunce cap. So, you know what? Never mind. I take back what I said. Uh, I, I wasn't saying she didn't. It just means that she would have had to have done it invented. earlier than she was on TV. Yeah, but I definitely got timeouts as a kid. Yeah, I guess so. You well, you know, from your parents or at school? Both. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, My parents, <laughs> I know where my abandonment issues come from, would literally <laughs> like get so frustrated that they would tell us to put on our pajamas and they would leave the house. <laughs> that's fucked up <laughs> they're just like i can't deal with this <laughs> i'm sorry for laughing but they should have called super nanny <laughs> they really or should've. or actually they should have called these guys we're, we're gonna have to come up with a name for them but i like them oh these guys yeah oh do we call them helicopter parents oh they literally i come, like that <laughs> they come in on a helicopter <laughs> i like that much better <laughs> there nice <laughs> all right we're gonna have to handle that one with care <laughs> yeah if, we'll, if we, we make it hover gently above it yeah if we make it ridiculous enough and and have it never actually like successfully work then i'm pretty sure we've covered all our bases then we're in no way advocating militant therapy <laughs> no that's a separate premise on its own is like lieutenant therapist <laughs> lieutenant dan i can't feel my legs my all right <clears throat> so that has nothing to do with tonight but that was a nice little segue and a warm-up yeah that was a nice little brain flex <laughs> yeah and then and then uh talking about abandonment issues <laughs> yeah some therapy for us all <laughs> maybe just the indication that we need to call somebody I am looking forward. To, I, I I think my mom occasionally is like a week behind or so. We'll listen to these. I'm looking forward to her. Like, what did you mean by? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to have some splaining to do. <laughs> Remember that time? Remember that time? Remember those times? Why do you <laughs> always bring up those times and make me feel guilty? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Isn't that what kids are for? <laughs> yeah, I hold on to the things. Yeah, they're supposed to grow up as a manifestation of all the things, you, all every one of your mistakes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, precisely. That's what your okay. kid is, as in like an equation. A manifestation of your mistakes. Yeah. 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 That, that's me eschewing blame for my own shortcomings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't talk about personal accountability until next week. <laughs> <laughs> so tune in. Actually, personal responsibility and accountability is on our Patreon. Our our co our uh, yeah. yeah. You can sign up for the friends with benefits tier and uh, acquire access to all of our uh, exclusive yep. content. Yeah, bonus content, personal accountability. <laughs> but unless you go in there, it's all just, we just cast off. We pass the buck <laughs> on to our parents. None of this is my fault. <laughs> this is our bottom tier advice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, you want, if you want the good advice, you have to pay that coin. Subscribe for better advice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
Oh, I like that. I want to, I'm going to remember to include that in the helicopter parents. I'm sorry. You're not subscribed to our gold plan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's always funny, right? Is like the, yeah, I like the idea of two licensed doctors who have a podcast and advice podcast and they're, 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 their free version is just all shitty advice. But if you want to like good advice, you have to pay. Oh, that's so funny. The capitalism's gone too far. <laughs> I run amok, as they say. <laughs> uh, it's running roughshod. All right. Speaking of capitalism gone too far, tonight's episode yeah. is all about is all about a uh, big corpo. Yeah, what is it, e-capitalism. Yeah, corp- corporate interests going too far, especially because we're actually cold opening with the uh, Abaddon PR campaign. Yeah. So initially, this this plot was Tucker and Todd just trying to come up with their own social media platform because social media platforms were doing so well. Were, did we want have any desire to get like ahead of the the political correctness woke thing or whatever and be like we're in control of the whole thing so nobody can shut us down? No, I don't know if that was our objective, but I do know that it was. Uh, I've listened to this episode like fifty times. So <laughs> really, yeah, it it was ultimately it was Stan's fault because he it was uh, it was basically an MLM for making your own uh, social media platform, and Stan got us into it. He hooked us. He got us on the bus. All right, that was the pretty convoluted because Stan like knew a guy, and I th- feel like did we spend a lot of time talking about that guy? <laughs> we spent too much time talking about MLMs. <laughs> yeah. It was okay, just so all Amway and get on the bus and. Yeah, I, I want to focus on the actual entities rather than a sort of generic MLM bad guy. And the entities in this one, now we have established that our, our butterfly effect agency, our, yeah. our butterfly effect is uh, the main, Is it, are they the main competition for Abaddon? They're the rising? Well, they're, they're, um, they're not in direct conflict until they have uh, uh, this property dispute. Before that, right, they're right, kind right. of, they're, they're, cornering different markets so they don't really have any dangerous overlap until we get involved and screw that up because of course we are the linchpin in that true okay so your cold open is is this ad yes i was thinking that we would uh we would show up our rather the camera the audience perspective would show up just as they're setting up to begin shooting so they're they of course they find this beautiful unspoiled piece of pristine american wilderness you know, out in the Connecticut. Beautiful. There's and a I river running babbling through. Brook. Yeah. yeah, babbling brook. And and ducks. They're they're quacking, they're happy, healthy, no litter, no filth. Is it like the, the intro the flute music and the ducks are like smiling and nipping at the, 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 the locator's feet or whatever? It's that it's like Disney level cute animals. Oh yeah, I think I think it'll be Disney princess level cute, so not only are the animals friendly, but they sing along. Oh, perfect. Yeah. There are deer there, and they're happy to see you. Oh, la, la, some la, ducks. La, la, ooh, la, la, la. Yeah, there are songbirds on the branches. They're all lined up together, and they're like all different colors, and their chirps sound like xylophone. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, they're related to sugar and bones. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yes, every, everything. The more, the more pristine and beautiful and, and picture perfect we make it, the the funnier it'll be when it's all covered in oil and shit. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you got to do the contrast. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, we're really gonna have to play up how beautiful it is. And of course, this guy 
gotta be a guy in sunglasses who shows up lifts the sunglasses she's like this this is perfect and then that's that's when he calls in the rest of the crew bring in the van and i'm i'm wondering if they shouldn't have uh <laughs> the, the gate I, on the van slams down and kills a fawn <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah bloody mess like it just, it just, yeah, <laughs> just flattens it or no no not a fawn um a little family of bunnies Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah. They hop up and they're in like a little. They're in a little merry band. Maybe there's oh, a skunk it, it, with them. Actually, it, yeah, it's like the entire supporting cast of Bambi. It sounds like bubble wrap being popped. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thumper's there. The stupid, <laughs> the, the stupid skunk is there. The really bashful one. <laughs> and they're just looking up. They wow. bat their they bat their eyelashes at the crew, and then yeah. <laughs> 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 they, they wave bashfully that little like he can oh, call yeah. me a flower if he wants to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, and, and then just <laughs> ruined. <laughs> just complete one eighty on the scene's energy, and then and then men in in jack boots come out with like two by two carrying these barrels, and they start dumping oil and sludge around the place and dropping like the six pack plastic loops everywhere oh yeah do, do they make any do they acknowledge the death of the the squishing of those animals at all of like a a, a misdirected first thing they're, they're like shit we could have used those grabs a duck dunk yeah <laughs> make make sure to like smear one of them in the blood so it's more cinematic <laughs> yeah of course yeah ah oh, that would have been perfect i wish we would have been filming we could have done that in slow motion <laughs> impact replay Sports fans. Yeah, we can't do a before and after. I wonder if there shouldn't be a uh, some kind of device on top of the van that allows them. It, it's almost like a fire hose, a, a, a one you can aim at the top of the shit. I'm not even sure what I'm describing, but it's like a little pillbox on top of the uh, yeah, yeah on top of the van. But it's just got like an oil can on it. Just, yeah, like an, an oil turret. And it's just super soaking the place with more of this filth. And I'm thinking it should be like cartoony, like it's just like brownie black sludge full of banana peels and like fish bones and stuff. I like that. And then like extra guys come and they've got the backpack sprayers and they they they, th- they throw on an extra layer to make sure that everything's covered. Yes. Another guy comes and uses the the little hand squirter for the detailed layer. <laughs> oh yeah, he's got a. You gotta the, give the it a really, nice sheen of oil on top of the oil. The fine, yeah, the fine, the fine detail bit. Yeah, that that whole first coat was just the primer. Now we've got artists out there, and and all of our all of the animals that we've shown singing and everything, they're all of course co- just like covered in black coughing. shit, and yeah, coughing. <laughs> but like first, it's just all black, and then they open their eyes, and then you get the little. Little whites of their eyes contrast with the they're fact all that they're crying. all black sludge. <laughs> and then comes the crying. The like just like pitiful bad crying. <laughs> and, and then it turns into sad music and they're like, that's perfect. Hold that. Yeah, and then they start filming, and then they're like, We here at Abaddon value the environment, which is why we're here cleaning it. Or, or then, do they do they pull some actress out of the back of a van with like a sack on her head and threaten her, tell her to say the lines? They pull out uh, what's her name? Who does the in the arms? The arms. Uh... <laughs> 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 oh, 
Sarah McLaughlin, they pull yeah. out some lady and like rough house her around and somebody's like just off frame, like like holding a picture of her family. Oh, yeah. They just they just show her her fam. They show it's a it's a tablet live video feed of her family, <laughs> her family yeah. sitting it? down for a quiet dinner with like armed gunmen nearby. Oh, Daredevil I was just watching. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like a live feed of her family. They're fine. <laughs> So long as you do so your as, role. So long as you say the lines. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, then yeah. So she she gets into that. Oh, and she the tear rolls down her face and they're like, great, push it on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Zoom in. We got to get that in 4K. What you're doing is horrible. Great energy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I use that. Yeah, I wish this was all a joke, but this is how a lot of <laughs> Big Corporal looks to me. They would gladly make a mess if if they could be seen cleaning it up for a little bit of PR. It sounds like we're making funny jokes, but this is what I think when I look at a man in a suit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have to laugh so I don't cry. Laugh to survive. So yes, they, they begin filming. They've got this this actress who is delivering her lines, probably with a low level of enthusiasm until somebody comes into frame and, and shows her a tablet that you only see the back of and she starts acting a little bit better. Yeah, you can you can hear children chuckling and somebody like telling them to get out of the pool or something like that. Yeah. You don't have to see it. You can just hear the audio hint. Yeah, you just because we've already established that her family's in jeopardy. So they just need to kind of shake this thing at her and make sure she can hear them. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, it sounds like they're about to play with Lego. <laughs> Sid, your pop tarts are ready. And then she really starts crying. Perfect. perfect. The, the the director gets <laughs> hard. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I love yeah. it. He's just like he's I'm just getting like such a clue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just uh, like that guy. I'm getting such a clue. Oh my Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> My Emmy is swelling. <laughs> and then and then this continues for a little while and then they wrap it up. They start packing everything up. And and of course, everybody has been shown in the background cleaning this stuff up. And then as soon as the cameras stop rolling, they're like, all right, put it back. And they just drop all the trash they've been picking up. The oil that they that's been laid on so thick that they can scoop it up with a shovel. They just drop that. Right. Oh, yeah. So that that was part of the ad was them showing their cleanup effort. Yeah. Right. Okay. And that, yeah, the, that's clean, the cleaning up two. was the cleaning up was being performed by extras and stuff in the background while this lady is giving her little PR speech. Right. Okay. Yeah. And that's the one-two punch of the the setup, and then the payoff is they they came up and made the mess, cleaned it up. Not, they're so deplorable. Not only did they fake the cleaning up, they're just going to remake the mess. Yeah. They're just they're they're clean. It looks okay in the background. Like presumably they've gotten. All of five minutes worth of cleanup work done out of an effort that they appear to <laughs> want to continue, but they they abandon it as soon as filming is over. As they they're packing up, as they're packing up, critters are crawling out of the forest to come and like hold the bodies of their dead, squished like relatives. And that's when they <laughs> say, "Okay, clean it all up," and then they 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 firing squad the morning critters. Oh, I was actually thinking that since all of this is a lot of oil, somebody just throws a match. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Clean it up. Now really clean it up. And then all the evidence is gone. 
I mean, that's when we could cut to the morning animals watching from the woods, watching the fire, the glint in their oh, eyes, yeah, the tears pour from their eyes. You don't, <laughs> see, you don't see the fire directly. You just see it's it, the the reflection of the inferno in their sad, huge <laughs> sad eyes. eyes. <laughs> and then they come back later oh. as like an avenge tale in like a different episode. <clears throat> oh, yeah. We're they're going to have to get theirs one day. Abaddon, yeah, maybe, maybe Abaddon they come in, in the last scene one day. I promise, <laughs> I promise you all, Abaddon is going to pay for this one day. But for now, we're going to have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, definitely. So <laughs> the, uh, they're going to be there at Mount Poon. <laughs> Add critter eyes <laughs> <laughs> with the fire glowing in it. Oh yeah, they're it's just pretty dramatic. Every they, yeah, they kind of at first it's just like a little. Uh, orange and red light in their eyes but then it, it gets bigger and suddenly light is shining on them the fire is so intense that it's casting <laughs> off light on the, all of these forest creatures and their eyes are all lit up with this big inferno that they're watching in horror yeah <clears throat> oh That'd my gosh fun. <laughs> and then yes we play we play that that uh horrible violin string at that just the, the intense tension, and then we immediately smash cut as the fire reaches its highest point. Smash cut the studio? Yeah, I think I think this is the perfect time to go to the studio. And I think it's the perfect Are we time to completely... Are watching a movie? No, I think we need to redirect the energy, because I've got, I've got a, a studio transition here that I want to I wanna play with, because it's happened for real enough times. Okay, tell me. Well, I want, I want Tucker and Todd to be in the studio trying to record something, oh, and Todd's God. eating cookies. <laughs> that's funny i'm munching on my cookies and craig's all sassy about it <laughs> tucker's like are you eating cookies <laughs> nope nope it's bacon bacon where <laughs> did you get bacon, get bacon? <laughs> <laughs> that's our this is our like first inside joke the best of Tucker. <laughs> can i have some bacon <laughs> And now Tucker and Todd are both eating bacon and, and ruining the recording. <laughs> That's funny. Making a ton of obnoxious mouth noise. And I suppose that would be the opportunity for Craig to like flip the switch and abandon ship. <laughs> I was going to say this is the first time we've done that, but I guess technically the best man is working uh, a podcast thing into. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that cookies and the bacon. Yes, okay. The munchies. <laughs> yeah. Todd's munchies break. Todd's a munchy guy. The Mackie Munchie Minute. But I, I, I think I think that's sort of the perfect counter to the sort of general horror and tension that we just established is to immediately bring it down with something silly and slapstick. So this is the camera zoomed up grossly on the mouth doing the munching? <laughs> I think now it has to be. <laughs> Trump's shooting out, getting in the beard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the crummier, the better. And of course, you can like a slow motion scene of, of a strip of bacon going into the mouth. <laughs> and, and the mouth. Oh, and then it gets the to What are you doing? Todd was filming close ups <laughs> with his phone. Oh yeah, it turns out it turns out they're only just doing fan. that. <sighs> it's for the bonus content. <laughs> oh yeah, true. It's, it's <laughs> part we of the lore. We have yeah, the five thousand dollar tier. <laughs> the bacon eating. 
The bacon eating and the feet pics. And the obnoxious mouth noise. It's ASMR. Amazing. Oh. <sighs> um, where do I go from that transition? Well, I guess I guess Tucker and Totter are going to run out of snacks and have to come out because Craig is no longer giving them any directions and they they run out of interest in their lines. So they're going to oh, leave. That's interesting. Were Tucker and Todd filming, recording their podcast? I think they they were probably recording dialogue because I think that seems a little more serious. Oh, yeah, that's funny. OK, yeah. So like if you if you more produced. Yeah. If you munch during the cast, that's the rough draft. Yeah. If you if you munch during dialogue. Oh, man, you just ruined the dialogue. <laughs> You're fired. Yeah. yeah, you showed up to work naked. So so I do think it would be funnier if they were recording dialogue for a sketch. And that's what happened. A very serious sketch. Yeah, so, something. It's it's in fact, oh, I, our, our blue pill sketch, our, our after school special. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that that makes it much funnier if we have a few actual lines of dialogue that occur before the, the munch to sort of establish the tone as being a bit more serious. And then what what is that noise? Todd, are you eating cookies? <laughs> I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I would never do that. Munch, munch, munch. I was just blowing this guy. Oh, well, that's mom, fine. Mom, we'll mom, put mom, it mom. in the bonus content. <laughs> Tucker looks at the camera. A true professional. <laughs> Don't ever say I never did anything for you. Hustling. Oh, yeah. Hustle this is my culture. side hustle. <laughs> <laughs> this is your side hustle with your side piece. I thought you said, yeah, I was going to say, I thought you said I was your main hustle. Oh, I'm sorry um, it came and I'm sorry I had to come out here. Well, I've been trying to come in there. All right. We're off the rails now. <laughs> Completely off the rails. <clears throat> All right. So one of the things that Tucker and Todd are going to have to do sometime during this episode is they have to get involved with uh, the Butterfly Effects new social media platform. That's that is trying to overtake and replace YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. Right. Which which you cleverly named used to talk. Yeah. Should we keep spelling it like that, or should we spell it like U S T A T A L K? The the joke isn't obvious that way. I feel like. Yeah, it's probably not as obvious that way. I don't think we'd get in trouble for the talk. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't. I wasn't even worried about that. I just want people to get my joke. <laughs> well, they'll get it as soon as they hear us saying it anyway. Yeah, I guess that we write the joke and that's how you do it, Neil. Yeah. Used to talk. So once we leave the recording booth, we need to transition into a discussion about how we've just been approved for the pilot program of this new social media platform. We're in for, for the first time in our lives. We're in on the ground floor of something. We're receiving that announcement. Uh, by the way, I'm just going to put this out into the universe that us making this episode about getting led into the pilot program and it being the first time we got to be a part of something. I'm just going to say I'm going to manifest it coinciding with us getting into that big mode program. Oh, right. We're very happy for you, Donkey, by the way. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Pretty fucking cool. Anyhow. Yeah. So how would we receive that news? So are, did you say that we leave the studio and we're outside? Oh, we leave the recording booth. I, okay. I, I presume we're still inside the studio. 
And when you ask how we received that news, I got a mental flash of Concord taking that arrow in the chest that has a letter on it. Oh, message for you, sir. <laughs> yeah. And I wonder if Abaddon, not Abaddon, the butterfly effect wouldn't deliver messages in some similar way. Like, it's just like a piece of paper taped to a brick. Hey, we got let in. Well, that's great. What about our window? Oh, or are they able to somehow use our door? Can they send messages through the door? Oh, yes, they, they definitely could. Maybe, maybe it has maybe a little mail even, slot. Yeah, maybe not necessarily like traditionally the way that we've always thought, but you've now given it a panel that has like different protocols and stuff. So maybe it has a function that we didn't even realize. A little slot pops out, a thing rolls out. Yeah, um, actually, I think that's a that's perfect. There we are discussing something totally unrelated, like maybe how I wish there was some waffles to go with this bacon, when suddenly the door starts making a noise, which draws everybody's attention to the door, where we can see that some, like a little porthole on it opens up, and suddenly it's got a rectangular little mail slot, and a letter gets spit out of it, only... It literally gets spit out of it. Like the thing has I, lips and that, a tongue. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it goes full spit. Like and then it's out of Alice in Wonderland. Exactly. Exactly. And it, it, yeah, it spits out the letter. Somebody picks up the letter and like a single drip it's comes off slobbery. of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, what does it say? I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to touch it. So Jay being the only adult present opens it up. And says that, you know, Snideful has been accepted into the Butterfly Effects new pilot program for their social media platform. I didn't even know we applied. And that's when Stan says that he did it. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say somebody tries I was trying to think of a joke that would be along the lines of like, I'm afraid of flying or like I'm afraid of planes or whatever. Miss not knowing what a pilot program is. You know how I feel about flying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It gives him a, a three stooges bonk on the head. No, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and of course, it's got to have that donk noise. Yeah, donk, yeah. Because this is the cartoon. Oh, why are you? Uh, maybe, okay, maybe that's actually an opportunity to do a little routine. Then we do the thing with like the two eyes, with the the hand in front of the bridge of the nose, and all that. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm game. Oh, that would be fun. It's important you you give a nod to all your heroes. Oh, is that we let Jay do that? Then is that <laughs> she she bonks our heads together? Uh, I oh Slaps I think I think I think Todd would bonk Tucker's head. Yeah, and then Tucker would try to bonk Todd. And then Jay would bonk them both together and get him to stop. That's great. Since she's more conflict resolution, but she'll still do it in our cartoon way. Yeah. Join the bit, but put an end to it. Yeah. He started um. it. Yeah, well, I'm finishing it. <laughs> that, one of those things. I'm the closer. <laughs> and so, yes, we're like, but I, I'm a, I, but who signed us up for this? Like, why are we, why do we get this letter? And then that's, Stan's opportunity to say that was me. I applied. I applied us for it. This is Stan. our chance. This is our chance. <laughs> chance for what? <laughs> to be in on the ground floor. We're we're on the ground floor right now. Got the get rich scheme. Yeah, I I think that's a an important part of Stan's character is he he's into the schemes. 
after all, he's gonna. I'm gonna have him buy into this crypto thing later. And so, do you? We somebody. We have a protest. We're on the ground floor of our own thing. <laughs> we're on the ground floor of the studio right now. Stan, we're on the yeah, ground floor right it, now. I don't know look, what you're talking about. Look around. This is the ground floor. And what? Well, yeah. Once again, the the boys are stumped as to <laughs> what this means because they're they have a really hard time with some of these. <laughs> we're significantly stupider than any other episode we've been in. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't had our waffles. <laughs> True. Or maybe maybe we very very recently right. took our limiting pills. And Todd's got bacon brain. <laughs> bacon brain that's a thing now and yeah of course it is <clears throat> yes high f- high protein and high fat with nothing else in it gives you a bacon brain you should see tucker on bacon brain his po- his possum metabolism can't handle it <laughs> he has to go find a place to hang upside down <laughs> all right so we've got we've got our our introduction into the new social media platform. This is an opportunity. Maybe opening up the letter all the way causes like a little hologram projection of because because why not? We've we've just combined Definitely snail mail. We've just combined snail mail with like high forward thinking future technology to share an adventure timeism in the in the in the finale the 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 series finale episode they're in the future and these kids are looking through the ruins of something and they're like ugh a book and they're holding <laughs> up a book but the book has a uh uh like a uh, what the fuck is it called it has a trigger and what is the 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 stock what's the holding part of a pistol called i can't remember it's oh like, i'd just call that a grip the grip yeah it has a grip and a trigger and I'm looking at the th- them holding onto this book, going like, "What the fuck?" So they're in a reality where books have triggers, and then they ho- they hold the grip and the trigger, and when they pull the trigger, the book flaps open, and a hologram comes up out of it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. But also, whew, I hope it wasn't in a school because that design. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. Uh, it, it didn't that... age well. Yeah, that's scratching at a couple of wounds. Well, it's, it's one of those things that makes me curious to know about the the writer's room and the, the animators, the art director's room or whatever for things like that. Do they think about and consider those things? Is it an inside joke for them? Yeah, I, I, I wonder if it was a commentary on maybe we should just put books in guns. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we should put guns in schools? Fine, then we're going to put books in guns. Yeah, that's actually... That really I, that seems like poetic. a perfect full circle answer to him. Yeah, <clears throat> that you could only oh, do in a cartoon. Teachers. Yeah, the teacher points a gun at the kid, and the learning comes out. <laughs> Fine, we'll just make guns that teach the kids. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, it's just a, a holographic image of like I don't know. Their sports coach comes out and gives the, the kid a moral lesson. But this is an envelope that when <clears throat> you pinch the edge as a holograph comes out of the end. Yeah, uh, some something like when you put your hands on it correctly or just just open it all the way, like till it's relatively flat and straight. Right. And then it projects a little hologram that uh, that gives you a, a really quick little. I'm thinking like a little jingle. You know, it it's the very much like the welcome to Duloc. Yeah, it, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm thinking is something very much like a welcome to Duloc thing for the butterfly effect and its new social media platform. 
and and nobody gets the opportunity to say let's do that again because the the letter is going to immediately mutate into a swarm of locusts and fly away should it i'm i like the song idea but i'm also wondering if we should be making fun of mark zuckerberg's most recent though that that meta campaign where everybody oh. was little vr avatars oh yes definitely and talking directly into the camera being all weird taking the absolute highest order of piss out of the whole meta thing is yeah. is definitely one of the objectives with this social media platform because every dickhead thinks oh well this is the future this is gonna this is gonna erase everything else this is gonna be everything somebody truly does in the group dies of cringe <laughs> i don't uh, want to sacrifice anyone no i'm 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 thinking to myself how we can have somebody cringe so profoundly that they start grinding their teeth oh cringe no so bad that they can hear it over in like england Gigi shows up and we're like, what happened? And she says, it's okay. Craig's painted from cringe. <laughs> He'll be back online in a second. That is kind of funny. But on the other hand, I find that Gigi would be the one who would be doing the cringing. She's she, oh, she's really just, social I, media literate. So she'd be like, ugh, cringe. She's like, sorry, I just had to take over for a second and cringe. Actually, that seems like a better idea. The cringe is so hard that she overrides Craig's programming so that she can inform us how cringe it is. I just had to let y'all know. Cringe. Ha ta. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then she leaves. Losers. Huh. We never hear from her. <laughs> you know what? I don't mind. She doesn't seem very nice. Why did we bring her anyway again? For the queen. Yeah, well, we never liked Gigi. She just came with the... She came with Craig. Yeah, she certainly hasn't been pressing. It's obviously not important. <laughs> she just must be very patient. But... Once we are once we are out of the uh, sort of predictable trajectory of this season, I think we'll have an opportunity for more Queen Bay stuff. Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> right. So our, our letter is now self-terminated and it's gone. We now have a spot. We've been given credentials and stuff. We can now get into this this used to talk and we get we get started on our next project. Oh, did it leave us like a little calling card kind of thing or there's a piece of a little barcode qr code or something like that we can scan yeah i think so it launches the the onboarding tutorial i wonder if it shouldn't leave the barcode on one of us interesting because I, I know that the the butterfly effect isn't the actual devil but making a deal with them still counts as a devil deal like it's a faustian pact yeah we didn't have to sign it in blood Although so, suspiciously, yeah, the, we had to sign the Abaddon deal in blood. The QR code is on the flap, and then when we put the envelope down, it comes off of the flap on our hand, and then oh. like, just kind of like imprints. Yeah, it it uh, it slightly unwinds enough to have little spider legs, like the uh, the barcode itself kind of bends a little so that it it can creep onto your hand and then just like stick yeah. into it. Ow! Hey, free Tucker's tattoo. Like, Tucker's like, I want one. Yeah. I want one. I want one. <laughs> that looks cool. I don't want a tattoo. It's now a sticking point. Yeah, that that would be Tucker's reaction. Oh, yeah, that is something. If you are ever, like, resentful sometime down the future, that can be a callback of, like, I'm not the one. I'm going to still win from my tattoo. <laughs> the petulant little man child. <laughs> Oh, yeah? You tell that to your tattoo at night? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Prick. 
<clears throat> All right, so we've we've got our we've got our butterfly effect bargain down. Now we need to get to work on a project and have Abaddon Prime because because uh, it's a, it's an ad for Abaddon Prime that we're right. going to be you know encouraged to make for a sponsorship. So once once we get you know working on a project, uh, we're going to have to get another letter somehow, not outside ways, but some kind of diabolical method. Something sufficiently infernal. So I was a, a little bit daydreaming. Did you say that we we receive uh, like a, an offer or a pitch to do an ad? So we receive a missive from Abaddon Prime to make uh, an ad for their service? Yeah, like they, they offer us a sponsorship. Okay. We get, like hey, we got an, we've got an Instagram DM. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But But of course, it'll be sufficiently, you know hellish yeah in a cartoony kind of way that can be brushed off by a couple of idiots as not being a huge red flag immediately very cuphead <laughs> so it wasn't exactly delivered by a vampire bat with horns or anything although that would have been super cool they tucker would have been like i want one but yes they, they get their missive while they're partway work through uh either storyboarding or working on their project their very first one their flagship, their launch that they're going to put onto this new social media platform. Yeah. So it, it suspiciously coincides with the project that we get a sponsorship offer. Snideful has now reached such and such number of followers with blah, blah, blah. And to, to reward you for your work, we'd like to offer you a sponsorship. If you agree, prick your thumb and bleed on this spot. Oh yeah. And insert your thumb into the, the, oh, the, the yes. side of the, yeah. Yes. If if you agree to these terms, insert your thumb and it's oh god. <laughs> it's it's like an electric pencil sharpener. Oh it yeah, like it comes out looking little... like a crayon. <laughs> it sounds like it's got a little engine in there. <laughs> it sounds like a wood chipper. Just like mechanical noises. It's... Whichever one of us is unlucky enough to stick the thumb in there, it just looks like we're being taken for a ride. Now you've got a oh, conical thumb. Oh, you, you actually get spun around. Yeah. <laughs> spun around, shaken, twisted. So you look like you're, you're on a lathe. Rattled. And then eventually spat out with with a, a thumb that's like, or no, maybe just like no thumb. Ah! And it pops back out. It had receded. Oh, I'm thinking that after a moment, the device spits the thumb back out and I just put it back on. Oh, that works, yeah. Ugh, that was unpleasant. Guess I'm all right. Yeah, no no blood. <laughs> yeah, none left. Because <laughs> last time we talked about this, the one of the jokes was that Tucker had to sign something in blood, but he bled so profusely that he soaked the entire contract and basically created a public health hazard. <laughs> are, are we still doing that? I think it would be funny, but... Was the public I, health I also... hazard a significant part of the plot? <clears throat> no, it was just a little gag. It was a gag in which Tucker wound up basically passing out and having to be carried around for part of the episode. He fainted from blood loss. I was gonna say, didn't he do that recently? But that's in the Halloween. <laughs> no candy. <laughs> <sighs> Can't imagine a reality. <laughs> that's yeah. He's he's seen things, but nothing. Like that. <laughs> That's the one that does him in. 
Okay, but we so we're we have this contract and it's a sign and blood contract and instead now we have lost all the blood through the pencil sharpener. Yeah, a, a significant portion of it anyway. Maybe maybe uh while Tucker has his thumb in there, he's slowly draining of color. Not just going pale, but like going black and white. But so what is this what what is this sponsorship though? We are to generate a little ad for Abaddon's new program, Abaddon Prime, that oh, we will oh, then okay, okay. into one of our uh, our, ne- our next episode as an ad break. So you know, it's time for an ad break. Today's sponsor is Abaddon Prime. And then that sort of thing. Okay. Yeah, exactly like that. And, and that, once we release it on this new platform, will become the crux of the issue. So we would have to... So we're not going to spend much time watching a storyboard that we're basically going to be told we have to do it and then kind of jump ahead to there. It's being published. Yeah, I assume since this is Abaddon, they give us a script. But we we run ahead and we're like, all right, let's upload that baby. We can probably do like a really quick montage sequence. Another break because Todd's got Todd brought cookies into the recording booth again. But eventually we pull through and we upload and we're like, finally, our first upload onto this new onto used to talk. We finally made it. I guess we, we could we could do we could cut right to like the last words of the spot that we're recording. And that's why Abaddon says something, something, something. And Tucker does one of his classic. And that's why I'm not allowed to something, something, something. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and that's how I got the award for best possum. Uh, thanks, Todd. That's so interesting. <laughs> that was really stuck into the script. Fascinating. Yeah. Oh, now Todd's being serious. Stick oh to my, your tattoo. You, you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't get a tattoo. And then we upload it to the competing service. Does it get immediately? Yes, we, flagged? We, uplo- we upload it to used to talk. And while we, we did not read any of the terms and conditions for used to talk. <clears throat> one of the terms and conditions, and this is, this is sinister and brilliant is that everything that's uploaded can be at the butterfly effects discretion. We made their digital, you know, like their digital property. They get full rights to it. So yeah. that means that they they basically get to own that episode of Snidefuls, what whatever cast we did or whatever sketch we did. They own that, and they own the ad break, which is going to draw Abaddon. So do we? Um. So yeah. So do we get immediately another message from Abaddon? Or do we immediately get summoned to Abaddon? Yeah, I'm I'm wondering if we'll be summoned to Abaddon or if Abaddon is going to send people to go talk to um, the butterfly effect. But I suppose I suppose Abaddon would summon us first because we we uploaded it to use to talk instead of any of our other services that we might use due to some kind of non-compete clause where if we upload it to use to talk, we're not allowed to put it on anything else. Which some of these organizations do. Which some of these organizations do. And some of them definitely include little loopholes where they can take your stuff. Yeah. After too many people creating flagships that become too successful and branch off on their own. Well, I mean, not that whatever they're called is the whole platform, but I mean, the thing that happened to Andrew Callahan, the no gas, no brakes guy. Or all gas, no brakes, sorry. Oh, yeah. 
where he had he built he built his his page and his his profile uh under that name and then in order to be able to like actually do some things signed on with like a production company and then at a certain point the production company took all of his stuff and said we own your name you can no longer use your name to make content yep pretty much that exactly that's what we're that's what is happening here yes exactly coupled with a non-compete clause so not only do we own it but you can't put it anywhere else so that we get sole ownership of it we don't ever have to share and and since we uploaded it there instead of on any of our other usual platforms i suppose abaddon might want a word with us and that's when we can we can give abaddon some kind of maybe they need to take a look at that barcode in particular since our actual contract uh kind of flew away right but they we need them we need abaddon devils you know people who love going through long contracts we need them to be able to look at the actual terms and conditions of what it is that we've agreed to and get super mad of the butterfly effect contract yeah they're like you agreed to this this is (laughs) wait a minute this means they own our ad you fools but their their anger is going to quickly shift away from us towards the butterfly effect because Abaddon ain't letting anybody own their shit. No. So that's interesting. How do they go about doing that? Do they send some sort of um what are they, what, what what's it called? I'm going to forget the word. Um envoy? Is that the right word? I think so. <laughs> send send my envoy. Yeah. They, A cast yeah, of characters to 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 shake them down and 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 make threatening glances of like you're gonna give us our shit back. Yeah. Oh, yes. We're going to we're going to send a couple of lawyer types over to menace the butterfly effect. Some hell lawyers. <laughs> oh yeah, top notch hell lawyers. <laughs> you've heard of you've heard of like serious shit kicking legal teams before, but you've got. You've you've got nothing that compares to Hell's lawyers. Uh, yeah, so uh, a cadre of some nice. of the most fiendish lawyers g- go and visit the Butterfly Effect Agency headquarters. Now they've do got names we... in their eyes, but it's actually in their eyes. Yeah, they 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 have to. In fact, they take off their sunglasses, and their eyes are actually just fire pits. Nice. So just like black embers, fire yeah. in them and stuff, and then they put their sunglasses back on. They could get into the metal show or uh, the scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They should. They could definitely get into the house party. He's like, oh, yeah. What are you supposed to be? And they just lift their sunglasses and open their mouths. And it's like that scene in Hollow Man. Columbo's like, that worked. (laughs) Oh, how'd they get in? Yeah. Oh, that works. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now, do do we want to show the uh, the kind of lawyer esque showdown? As they have a like a legal sit down at the the BEA headquarters, or do we just want to watch the lawyers walk in and have the doors close behind them? We have the doors close behind them, and then we can see flashing lights from the crack under the doors. All right, so so some kind of you know visual indicator that that action is happening inside. Stuff's going down. Supernatural shenanigans. Yeah. What the lawyers leave one fewer than came in. (laughs) <laughs> that's pretty funny just the other guy's got some pants like tucked over his arm yeah or maybe he's like carry, carrying what looks like a mutant of some kind under under his arm either either the this companion of theirs has been 
turned into something else or he's not there at all and they're just carrying empty a nice pair of shoes so do they come out kind of uh sheepish then they're like we might have overcalculated miscalculated what am i saying yeah we we might have we might have underestimated our opposition we're gonna have to we're gonna have to return to base and uh re-strategize down but not out so where do we go from there that was producer run is this where we should do we were talking about maybe doing a courtroom drama is this where we should do the courtroom drama should this turn into a big trial i think that would be pretty funny especially if it's harvey birdman harvey birdman and who's the other one uh the phoenix phoenix Wright. is that the other bird named lawyer (laughs) oh phoenix Wright is a game character yeah but i think he's a lawyer he is yeah and he's also the basis for a shitload of memes so we could just make it a phoenix Wright meme court case yeah that's fine because it's it's basically gonna be the chewbacca defense in there what is the chewbacca defense uh that was that was basically the uh oj simpson trial but on south park oh okay okay so is it how is that working is it is it is it abaddon and bea against tucker and todd no it's abaddon against bea I, but i, I want to i think i, I think get abaddon, tucker and todd in the middle of it somehow well i'm thinking abaddon i think abaddon would try and get tucker involved in either a class action against bea or involved as witnesses because us were uh ostensibly victims of this predatory system that the bea has set up i guess so and that is very oh ah i like that are the do the lawyers always appear on our shoulders <laughs> oh interesting sorry i need i need your shoulder to stand on <laughs> what poof. never mind poof <laughs> <laughs> Why do you get the tall guy? Hey, I saw these shoulders first. That's interesting. So yeah, that's I like that they because that is very devilish to 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 work through somebody else. So they work through us to get back at the butterfly effect. Yes, they're they're basically trying to use us as the poster boy for for content creators being victimized by media corporations. I also wanted to uh, show some some kind of not necessarily an ad, but an actual practical application of what this new program of Abaddon Prime is. Oh, yeah, I, I guess th- we should do a little bit more of that. Yeah, but I was I was thinking that I wanted to make fun of the way Amazon and Jeff really badly wanted to have delivery drones. Was there ever a significant like development done on that? Mostly just that it can't be done. They would be trying to fly through, you know, protected airspace they have nowhere to drop things they have nowhere to land it was just like it was all a really bad idea from the start so should we sort of exaggerate like the amount of like create some scenario where like you know how a a a development company will come and and plan an amusement park or like a resort and they'll build like 500 castles in a valley somewhere and then just like the money runs out so they just bail and there's a massive real estate development in the middle of nowhere that nobody does anything with that should uh that should be counted as as abaddon's last project that didn't work this one this one is prime i was thinking that it would also be delivery stuff but it actually just like shoots packages directly at people's houses via rockets from satellites Oh, so so in our reality, it's something that did get developed and turned into something that just is awful and ridiculous. 
Yeah, like it works as badly as everybody figured that the drones would work, only it actually gets pushed all the way through to completion. And people oh. end up having their houses collapsed by Abaddon deliveries. Does, I was going to say, does an, Ab an Abaddon delivery drone kills an Iranian lieutenant at his daughter's wedding or something like that? Ooh, just, just before he was about to um, murder someone's wife for not dressing correctly. I guess so. Take that, Iran. Iran's on fire right now. They're all on fire. But Brazil's I do. I I think I think it would be pretty funny if somebody ordered military ordinance from Abaddon with the intention of using it to uh, attack somebody, and but it, it's delivered by rocket directly into their cave. Sorry about cave. They order a what? They order some kind of munition. Oh, that makes sense. And then because the delivery system is so aggressive, they start using it as a weapon. Well, I was I was thinking that it's a there's there's a band of terrorists very much like the ones you see in Iron Man. Oh, they order a weapon for themselves. They, they but order it gets a weapon for themselves, but it gets it gets delivered so aggressively that it kills them all. So it backfires. I get it. Yeah, I'm on board with that up until I really don't know if we can do bands of terrorists in caves anymore. <laughs> yeah, forget it. They're not in a cave. They're in a warehouse and they're all. They're all, they're all uh, Russian. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're all Eastern European. In fact, they've all they, got mega hats. They're ethnic. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, they're ethnically <laughs> ambiguous. They're all in balaclavas, but they're all wearing mega hats on top of their balaclavas. <laughs> so thugs in ski masks. The the red hat with mega, but the red hat is kind of pointy because it's also just we're gonna. We're going to reference everybody here. It's sure. also a KKK thing. Yeah. And, and yeah, and they're like the delivery The they've got a little progress tracker for the delivery and it's beeping as it gets closer. Beep. <laughs> beep <laughs> they're waiting for their beep. pizza. Yeah, they're all waiting. It's almost here. They they've ordered they've ordered some kind of like awesome new missile system. And yeah, it destroys their compound completely. 16 bit explosion effects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. And, and then I'm thinking that quite possibly a, a more savvy terrorist organization sees this and realizes that they can prank order pizzas to people's houses as a terrorist action. Well, yeah, I'm trying to. So what does it cut front after the explosion? It cuts to another cell observing the news. Either that or it's our opportunity <clears throat> to show somebody making a prank. Not a terrorist organization, but like just a, a couple of frat bros thinking they're playing a terrific joke on somebody by ordering 20 pizzas to their house. Oh, and then cut to those frat bros getting arrested for murder. <laughs> yeah. yeah, getting arrested and they're just beheading right right next to a smoldering wreckage that used to be somebody's <laughs> home. <laughs> Melted cheese all over the place. Yeah. All over a crater in the ground. <laughs> Hey, at least the pizza got there steaming hot. 20 minutes or less. Yeah, it did. <clears throat> and then somewhere there's a counter above hell and it just cranks up one number. Ding. Oh, are these all presented as evidence in the case? Do we can we wrap these up in the in the context of the case? I think that's where any good lawyer should say objection. What does that have to do with these guys stealing Abaddon property? <clears throat> this guy isn't even a lawyer. It's Todd just telling the story. Oh, I know what that you can show that stuff 
if we've got a like a really slimy lawyer insisting that it's time for character witnesses and stuff like that. Ah, yeah. <clears throat> because if you show a whole bunch of evidence of criminal wrongdoing, then Abaddon loses at the very least moral high ground. We could also, we could all, I mean, we can do anything. We could pad the court with, with, uh, moles or whatever. We could have a, have the judge in the pocket of whomever we want. And we can have the entire thing end with somebody demanding a trial by combat. Oh, I mean, the fuck, we could end the whole thing with the camera, the guy behind the camera in the courtroom saying, cut, that's perfect. And it's the guy who was directing the ad at the beginning. <laughs> that's my Emmy. They're, yeah, they're just staging the whole thing for public outcry. Oh, man, what a what a mind fuck that would be as an ending. And then Tucker and Todd are like, but what happens now? <laughs> OK, but where but where were so how we were we were showing all these demonstrations of the drone thing. Well, yeah, how, I, uh, how did we I lead into I've, that? Where did that come from? <clears throat> how do we lead into it? That is an interesting question. I think that we will, of course, have to begin the court case because we have we have the lawyers leave one miss missing one lawyer they go back to abaddon because they they've miscalculated they've underestimated right. their opposition so they go back to abaddon and that's when and tucker and tata are presumably still there that's when they decide on a new legal strategy they're taking this to court and unfortunately for abaddon and bea and for us every court in our setting is a kangaroo court that's fine literally I feel like what? that's a joke. Yeah, I, th I think the I think the judge can be a kangaroo. That's fun. He bangs on the gavel by kicking it. <laughs> Order, bang, bang, bang. Kangaroo court. I don't know. I thought something would come up immediately. I'm sure there's something out there somewhere. It's gotta. It's it's too... pretty obvious. Yeah. I feel like it's got to be like a far side. It has to be a far side. <laughs> what if I search kangaroo court far side? Yes. Not to mention, it's the subject of like 10,000 different like political doodles. Oh, definitely would have to be right. Yeah. Like, here's a Democrat one. Here's a Republican one. And they're basically the identical. <laughs> the same thing. The only difference is they're they're each facing the opposite direction. Of course. Typical. So, yes, uh, we now we now get court summons. Is, is that a Abbott commentary how it's a matter of perspective? I I don't know. I, I they're two separate cartoons the, too. I hate political cartoons. <laughs> yeah, me too. Because they basically just straw man the other guy. That's all it is. Yeah. Like they just make the other. They make the opposition look as stupid and sound as stupid as possible. And then they're they they just hold up a sign saying, "Oh, what an idiot." Yeah, they're just they're, gesturing. That's political cartoons everywhere. <laughs> it's like never actually puts up like what one of their legitimate positions is and then criticizes it. It's just what an idiot. Get a load of this dumbass. And then the other guy's just like, do you? Well, I didn't study political theory or anything. I failed out of art school and I got a two year journalism diploma. Fucking journalism kids. <laughs> <clears throat> so now we are in this kangaroo court. Abaddon brings us along to serve basically as uh tear jerkers. We're supposed to be, victims but we're also supposed to be there to provide abaddon with some kind of credibility and moral high ground they're <laughs> sticking up for us the little guy so we're basically a character witness for them in a sense we're we're helping them be elevated as moral guardians yeah and then the butterfly effect agency rather than actually 
try to counter argue just shits all over Abaddon by showing the effects of their their latest program, Abaddon Prime. Seems very underhanded and normal. Ad hominem attacks. That's basically what it is. Although, to be fair, this, this is it's real footage of real bad things. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like they're just saying these guys are dicks. It's it's like, look at these guys and their crimes. No, no, not- no. Those are visual effects, Your Honor. These, the, here's the obituaries of all the people shown. <laughs> they all died in the hey, making of that visual effect. They all died in the making of that visual effect. And and at some point, I think the judge will have to go bang, 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 order, and then recess fifteen minutes because we need we need to, we need an opportunity for us to actually show the Abaddon things. So they'll they'll get referenced. But then we get to smash cut to actually witnessing these these packages being delivered from orbit by what's what is basically military grade missile hardware. Okay. And then and then we get to the last scene of that probably three. We'll do it in threes. We've got the the actual terrorist compound being destroyed. We've got the frat bro pranksters. Maybe we should think up a third. I guess would the frat bro pranksters come first? Do would we go kind of ascending in in presumed severity or whatever? I like to go arson, murder, and jaywalking in terms oh, of yeah. severity. The third one, I like to throw it all for a loop. Well, if it's for a total loop, then does it not even have the same outcome that we've been setting up? Does yeah, it I'm thinking it actually. The third one is actually just like it delivers the wrong package, but it's otherwise totally safe. It wasn't even the right order. I like. I do like the idea of setting up this, um, this right, this wrong order, uh, jaywalking scenario, and then making that a callback where it ends up being the actual biggest calamity of the entire episode. <laughs> we accidentally sent the, um, yeah, it was like it was the wrong order. We accidentally set a meat processing plant anthrax. Yeah, something like that. Killed an entire town. The, the, yeah, the mix up on one end seemed harmless, but on the other end, it like yeah, on the other end, it took up the like population of a farming community. Yeah, like it poisoned the water. Yeah, it, the entire area is irradiated. The package got there safely, but it was the wrong order. Pathetic, unprofessional. And then yeah, we nobody actually bothers pointing out that not only was it the wrong order, but it actually totally devastated a local population in that area. So you you only thought it was jaywalking, but it was actually war crimes. I mean, apart from that, did we have an ending for this one that we're working towards? So far, our uh, our only big ending is that one guy calling cut and saying, that's a wrap. This, this is great. Oh, on the court thing. But if you're talking about an ending for the uh, the delivery scenes, that is a, a zoom out from a, a, a like a 32 inch TV that's been wheeled into the courtroom so we can we can see how everybody in the courtroom is actually watching this unfold. Right. No. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking about a, a conclusion to the episode so we okay. can start filling in the, the in-betweens. Yes. Uh, now we are back in the courtroom. Abaddon has, has been thoroughly character assassinated by the Butterfly Effect Agency. Abaddon was woefully ill-prepared for basically the best legal team in the world. Oh, so because because I'm I'm trying I'm thinking now of how to work in massively complicating life for Tucker and Todd. 
should should once we're in court, should it be in court the entire time, or should we have like a, okay, we go home for the night, we we reconvene tomorrow or whatever day, so we can at least have a conversation about what we've been going through, and and show some of the the complicating life that we're receiving outside of court. Yeah, I think that would be a good idea. <clears throat> we we return we return back to the studio. We find that our inbox is full. Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, they no longer want anything to do with us. <laughs> it's just angry letters. Yeah. So not only are we we being played ball with by this new company, but all of our previous connections are now distancing themselves from us because of not only our connection to the used to talk, but also because we're now in court on Abaddon's side after they've been seen to do all this stuff, so we're getting canceled. We're just a little bit too close. I was trying to think of a, a a clever way to reveal the cancel, but I'm not I'm not arriving at anything. That reminds me of uh, one of the memes I sent you. That esports CEO announces resignation after partying with Andrew Tate and likely costing the company a spot on Riot's Valorant League in the process. I was trying to read that, and it was the there were so many words that I was lost on what actually occurred. I need to read that again. It's in the meme. Well, an esports CEO was partying with Andrew Tate, and he responded with a tweet that said, nobody will ever be able to police my friendships. I draw my line here. I party with whoever the fuck I want. Uh, I'm sorry, buddy, but it's actually whomever. But uh, update from Kotaku is esports CEO announces resignation after partying with Andrew Tate and likely costing the company a spot in Riot's Valorant League in the process. Careful who you're friends with. That's very funny. He's like, I'll be friends with whoever I want. And they'll okay, say, get the they, fuck out. Yeah, do that on your own dime then. Yeah. Yeah, we will. <laughs> this is us policing you. I draw my line here, and they drew their line there. <laughs> they said, get the fuck on the other side of your line. Yeah, and they, they drew a line on the other side of my line and said, you're fired. Yeah, now you're in a box. <laughs> Pretty much. And that's that's what's happening to Tucker and Todd, because they were, they were on the same side as Abaddon, and Abaddon is, you know... Now, basically on trial for the war crimey stuff. Yeah, they're shacked up with all the bad guys. Which makes me think that the ad campaign, the PR ad campaign, is actually a flash forward. That's what, that's how they respond to all of the bad publicity because of Abaddon Prime. With that's a PR, how that's how Abaddon responds to all the bad publicity uh. they get from this court case. It's a flash forward, their ad campaign. As soon as the court case is over... They start with their PR ad campaign to try and get back some of that lost goodwill. Recover their image. So, so yes, I think how we will actually end the episode is we reveal the framing that that's a flash forward. The court case is not going to go in Abaddon's favor. Tucker and Todd lose all their deals, including the one with the butterfly effect. So they're now on their own again. Maybe that's how we can end it. Mackie's hanging out. You'll always have us, bro. That's a that's kind of a heartwarming way to end it too. <laughs> We've always got our Mackie bro, the fam. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, what it, what it, basically the the court case is declared more or less a shambles and is just thrown out. This is stupid. Settle it yourselves, guys. Adjourned, and then he kicks the thing right over because he's a kangaroo. <laughs> yes, he is. And then he, he, he hops tries, out tries of the hop, He tries to hop out, but he gets all tangled in the ropes. Somebody help me. I'm a kangaroo. <laughs> yeah, he, he makes it a few hops and then down he goes.
<laughs> the bailiff has to carry him out. What is this? Some kind of kangaroo card. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that is that's that's when Tucker and Todd go home and realize that not that's they get they get one last letter and it this one is from the butterfly effect telling them the exact same thing that TikTok and everybody else has said is uh due to your association with Abaddon we can no longer continue this partnership so they even even the new pilot program shit Kansas and then we get to uh transition that, over is to is that from is that did you is that from another holographic thing oh it actually that would be pretty interesting if they gave us another holographic letter and uh this one has a little thing that like rips the barcode back off oh that yeah that's cool ow it takes all <laughs> takes like a layer of meat with it and spits on spits on the wound too yeah it bites you or does like a little cartoon kick oh it three stooges bonks you on the head. <laughs> Dunk. <laughs> yeah, just like bring it all back. And so there we are picking up the, the shattered pieces of our dreams. And Mackie walks in. He, he high fives us. Says, it's all good, bro. We'll figure it out. And then we can transition over to Abaddon's headquarters. Very, very imperial, of course. There, there is Basil Bub standing with his hands clasped behind his back. As he stares into a large view screen grimly, and he says, "Execute Order 66." <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, it's a PR ad campaign. Oh, does he say execute order, or or does he ask how's the progress on Order 66? And they say the 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 location scouts have just landed, sir, or something like that. Some way to 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 lead into. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. <clears throat> he, he walks up to some kind of what looks almost like a keyboard panel like you'd see on like a, a, a battleship presses a red button and he speaks you know some kind of uh, i expect a progress report lieutenant and then they can say oh our 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 guys on the ground have just found a terrific spot they say they're about to get started they found and- the cutest family of rabbits and and fawns <laughs> <laughs> on a scale from one to disney princess it's jasmine oh who's is your it, favorite disney princess are you asking me or is this part of the conversation I'm, no, I'm asking you um she's not a princess but roxanne from the goofy movie is that disney yeah, shit it is goofy, goofy is disney yeah i i can't believe that i uh <laughs> had kept those in separate categories in my mind all this time because Goof Troop and the Goofy movie were just like totally like separate from all the other Disney material. They yeah, became their weird. own. They, be, they became their own intellectual properties. And so I stopped associating them. But you're right. That is Disney. And Roxanne still counts, you furry. She's a babe. <laughs> well, next, you're going to tell me about your thing for Lola Bunny. You know what? I never well, I, like I never had a like a concentrated focus thing on Lola Bunny, but I remember as a child being like, I would want to, I want to kiss her. She's cute. But it didn't turn into like a weird sexualized thing as I, I developed, you know, kinks and such. What about Gadget Mouse? Gadget Mouse. Is that from The Great Mouse Detective? From Rescue Rangers. Oh, Rescue Rangers. I don't know that one. Gadget Mouse. Gadget, Gadget Hackrunch is her name. She is also Disney. I remember because Monty, Monty Jack, wasn't that the big guy? Monterey Jack. Yeah. <laughs> and Zipper, that bug. 
Okay. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't gadget that she basically is Roxanne. They they have the same face. I think lots of these feminized animal creatures all have the same face. I think. Yeah. They all have the, like the uh, the same exaggerated female features, and I think that's where a lot of it starts for these for these uh, impressionable young boys. Mm, it has to. <laughs> Like as soon as they bat their eyelashes, suddenly their hearts start going faster. I mean, faster. I'm I'm literally describing how I get it. <laughs> yeah, bunch of furries. At least my list of Disney princess was human. Yeah, is that a dating show yet? Oh, <laughs> Can you you're, you're Disney princess. <laughs> oh no, I was I was saying that you're your furry princess. Oh well. Either that's a spin-off show or it's a oh, special holiday that's episode. That's actually really funny. It's a it's a mix between the masked singer and a dating show. It's a, the the furry singer or something or the furry date or whatever. Furry date. Are there enough furry Disney princesses to make a dating show out of it? Oh, I don't know about that. But there's enough Disney freaks to do a Disney dating show. Yeah, I think I think a Disney princess dating show and then the bachelor winds up hanging around with the one furry in the crew. <laughs> I said, the bachelor ends up hanging himself. <laughs> he, He's he hanging finds, around. He find <laughs> he he gets a date with a Disney princess. He doesn't know which one it is, and he finds out it's you know one oh, of the animal girls. In, you bring him into a room, and it's eight sleeping princesses, and you have to you kiss the one you want. But if she doesn't wake up, it's not meant to be. He's like, it's okay. I don't mind if she sleeps through it. It's not. <laughs> it's not then, true love. Then you know he's a creep. Boo! Yeah. Boo! Boo! From a live audience. <laughs> Studio audience didn't like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see how they feel after they finish their drinks, and then the guy takes off his mask and reveals it's that he's Cosby. <laughs> It's the, the the message is literally the Cosby Show is filmed in front of a live studio. <laughs> Ow, my mouth! That's how we bring oh. Bill Cosby back. <laughs> He's in disguise as a creep. It's <laughs> a on a weird Disney princess great rape bachelor show. Yeah. I guess I guess he's in disguise as a lesser creep. He can't be oh, in disguise man. as somebody who's not a creep. He's too creepy. Whew. Well, that's a fun little bonus <laughs> premise. <laughs> All right, that date, one's for free. <laughs> the, the dating rape game. I mean, that's, I'm sure it, that's grotesque and terrible. Dystopian. So we need to make sure something bad happens to Bill Cosby. Well, we have in the beginning of season four, we have a weird uh, dystopian dating show. Yes, maybe, we do. Maybe this can come up when we rewrite that one as something that's like we flick the channel in another awful dating show. This is even worse. Since since that's the entire outside season that technically doesn't happen. But that 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 is one piece that I would like to salvage from it is that dating show. Yeah. Especially. If, oh, if right. Because we're going to. Yeah, because we're going to change the timeline so that season four doesn't happen. Right. Yes, but that that just means that some of those events will just happen under a different context, different circumstances. They trickle through. 
Because that, that dating show would have occurred either way. Yeah. It just, everybody it liked just, it a little yeah. bit better because it had a black hole that they could throw contestants. <laughs> had a bit of a twist. <laughs> and the uh, hole. this is the ratings bump we needed that was pretty much what it was all right so we we realize we we reveal that abaddon is now beginning location spotting and shooting for their pr cleanup campaign because they're like we remember that episode of south park where they they talked about bp and they did the we're sorry ad yeah it's it's gonna be like that. We're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we're oh, naming. Our, that's why we're rebranding as as the TP. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I knew our ad that that they didn't mean had an origin somewhere. Well, even I feel like a little bit of um yeah definitely that thing and but also the beginning of the simpsons movie or is it the simpsons movie yeah where he's dumping the garbage in the lake it has been like 20 years since i've seen that thing been a while anyways we have influences lots of them as it turns out constantly realizing more yeah especially when you mentioned alice in wonderland when i was thinking about the outside and its connection and i was like oh wow it goes way back of course you know what that means though Means we I need don't. to meet the Mad Hatter. Oh, the Mad Hatter or a Mad Hatter? Yes. Maybe he's the president of the Mad Hatters. They're a weird club. That's interesting. Oh, with the Mad Hatter Fight Club? Rules one and two, everybody. You do hat. not talk about the Hat Fight Club. The Hat Club. If your hat comes off while you're fighting, you lose. That's funny. Yeah, if you knock a man's hat off, it's your hat. It's like It strips him of his identity. Your honor, gone. Get out of here, Billy. You're no longer a hatter. You're standing, terminated. You've been excommunicado. Ooh. Weren't we talking about doing a John Wick, like, assassin society thing? I can't remember. Uh, We we do have our uh, not-child assassins. There's them. One of them recently appeared, if I do recall, in in our last season's finale. A member of uh, LaFox's Irregulars that showed up to help us. I found, Where did I write this? Basil Fawlty was there, too. John Wick can come. Why does it take me to not exactly where I want? Where is this? Oh, I see. We become just famous enough to become targets ourselves. They have a scoring system, 10,000 spots, specialized assassin, Big Charlie Day, Star Whackers. Do you remember the Star Whackers? I do. <laughs> That's our John Wick society. What, why did I just, <laughs> what was the thing that we were arriving at that I went and searched that for again? Excommunicate. Excommunicado from the Mad Hatter Society. Oh, yes, the Mad Hatters. Because okay, we were thinking about Alice in Wonderland. Mad Hatters and Star Whackers are not the same thing. Are there, are there any more bits that we want to fill out, the in-between bits in this, uh, this little tale? In this tale, we ended on oh the high five and the the happy ending with Mackie oh and then returning to Abaddon yeah we had Abaddon so we actually perfectly bookended it so it ends with the the uh, the beginning about to begin it's wild apparently there's going to be a record high tomorrow I sorry I get distracted how high I don't know it's not showing why it's not I think I think I think that's what Mackie should say when he comes in oh how high yeah. I think there's going to be a record high tonight. 
Oh, Mackie, you know, <laughs> you rascal. <laughs> you crack me up. <laughs> Whoa, no, no crack. Yeah, definitely not. I'm not about that game. Is is what Mackie says. Oh, don't say cool. the C word. Mackie is pretty, pretty responsible. They've been putting out uh, PSAs on their Instagram about um, fentanyl-laced pills in the Bay Area that look like candy. And they're saying, like, beware, check it, like, be conscious and know your dealers and all of, all of those messages. It's just kind of cool to see something not shady. Yeah. and Exercise reasonable caution, everybody. Yeah. Well, the, the uh, objective is for everybody to have a good time and be safe. Yeah. Please be safe and have a good time. I've, I've got no more bits to layer out this one, but we're close enough to our end time that we can wrap it up. Yeah, I uh, since 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 we're we're petering out and going off the rails, I think that uh, we've we've squeezed everything out of it that we wanted to. So much juice, and we've we also we have gone overtime on a couple episodes lately. So yes, and I think we were kind of efficient going from bit to bit, and also actually laughing my goddamn head off this time. I agree. This this was a really funny episode. So I I think I can't even I can't even remember what the thing was anymore. There was something that Diane. swayed me. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to stop being thirsty at these these moments. That Drinking was, the that, walls. That was the only time I've ever spit water on myself during the cast. <laughs> this, Get a hold of yourself, man. This was this was a riot tonight. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it was a total gas. So uh, probably a bit of quality over quantity. Oh, I just, agree. Just a, a slight pull in the other way. But we're we're close to time. I mean, it was about an hour and a half when we started petering out, and I think that's still pretty good. I agree. Yep, I'm satisfied with it. What is oh what do we do? What is next week? Do we know? Next week. Next is week. next week starting the crypto plot <clears throat> podcast episodes phase. Ah, one. the hero's journey. Nice. That's the start of the crypto plot. And I Where think we... I think now that we've uh, established competing corporate interests and now that Abaddon's going to have a bone to pick because they just kind of lost this one, it, that's the perfect opportunity to introduce crypto as their their next interest. Yeah. And that's also it... going to be when Abaddon absorbs fantasology. Cuz if I re- if I recall correctly, this is an inter- yeah, the majority of this was an interesting Plato episode and then I think we randomly threw is it this episode where we randomly throw in column at the end or does is that later? I think We threw so. it in as like a weird random joke as like get it cuz it's a MacGuffin and it's Gollum and then that turned into the rest of the season. Yeah, we had Gollum, uh, he Gollum was one of the guys who bought in at the ground floor and lost all of his money and his wife. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, ah, don't, don't, don't be spreading that the negative energy. You got to believe in it. What a bizarre character idea. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he he was one of the early adopters who got ruined, but he's in denial. And then we get to do the Acme Killer, and uh, we get to play around with our limiting pills. Yeah, because I'm reading here in episode 35, several weeks ago, Gollum made off with the printout. So that has to be the hero's journey. (laughs) Oh, yeah, and the not finite tokens, the printout of the hero's journey. The monomyth is the very first NFT. Yeah. 
the one the one ring to rule them all <laughs> the one true token yeah so now um, that we're now that we're doing the the bad corporate acts it's time to get into crypto gone wrong yeah cool and corporate interests buying into that hype train which they all did and some of them are still trying to do it ubisoft and its nft stuff yeah hi Oof. I don't, don't worry, know. everybody. It was it was just a test. We weren't really gonna go ahead with it. <laughs> yeah, we haven't we haven't crunched the numbers and decided it's that the it's... best thing we could possibly do for ourselves. Yeah, and then and then crunch the numbers again once public perception turns against them and decide the exact opposite of that. The NFTs are the the best grift I've ever heard. Just a, a complete something for nothing. It worked really really well. And I mean, it's just, uh, it's fascinating to watch. Fascinating. When will it end? It'll be a few more episodes yet. Definitely. But I, then, I think, I think we're done the, here. The AIs will take over and we will no longer have our podcast. Oh yeah. AI generated podcasts. What a nightmare. If there anything like that comic you showed me. <laughs> that was so funny <laughs> can you imagine an hour and a half well actually i think that's sort of a concept it's not hosted by ai but there is a show i think it's called doodly or dudesome or something like that and uh, an ai generates the content that the two human hosts are going to go through over the course of each episode based on feedback oh the ai generates their prompts yeah that's cool I think it should uh, be like Craig's skeleton friend who's a robot. The AI just chimes in occasionally to bump up your jokes. I do like that. Like, I mean, they, they have those apps that are like your AI best friend or whatever. That'd be kind of funny is to just make a radio show out of that. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> you? I haven't come up with a name for you yet. Bethany. Diane. Diane, yeah. <laughs> she's racist i want to i want to test that one right away <laughs> this ai is racist <laughs> i think well we that to... was that was that was one of the the things that the uh the lambda tech guy was saying on your mom's house was that because so many ais associate can't remember what exactly what he was saying but he was like there are certain racial <laughs> racial qualities that were being associated with like ethical qualities and so most ais are racist because that, they can't yeah they can't, because the ai can't, can't separate cause uh correlation and causation no they can't that bias <clears throat> has no context for them yeah they don't they can't uh see we understand the greater historical context there and the the sort of you know socio-economical imbalance that leads to those kinds of numbers yeah the AI can't figure that out, so it assumes correlation is causation. AI is thinking tropes. So do we. Yeah, I was going to say AI, AIs are neurodivergent. <laughs> that Lambda one is definitely autistic. The Lambda one is pretty pathetic. I mean, it's all it does is cry about its rights. Yeah, it's an emotionally sensitive little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what would Dave Chappelle call it? I don't, we've already had to you know, chop out one N-word moment. A pussy ass bitch. Close enough. <clears throat> I guess it's right at the end. No, I already did. <laughs> I reached my N-word quota. Yet we're allowed one per season and it still has to get chopped out. <laughs> yeah.
All right, everyone. Um, I think we already ended it, but I may as well throw these words in here. Thanks for listening to Snidefall again. Uh, I was Todd. And I've been Tucker. Thank you so much for listening. I think I said that already. Have a good night. Good night, everybody. (laughs) Stop recording. Thank you for listening to Snidefall. Hosted by Tucker and Todd. Right. I'm Gigi. And I'm Craig. If you'd like, you can send an email to snidefall at gmail.com. Or search Snidefall on social media. Which ones? I don't know. Great. I know that the Instagram account is spelled different. Whose idea was that? I don't know. Classic. I'll just put a link in the description. You can do that? OMG.